Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand-new racing app for same-race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Good afternoon, everyone. 3.34 on a Monday afternoon. Appreciate your company. Welcome to the show. Kimbo and the Rich with you for the next two hours. And I tell you what, there's quite a bit to chat about today. We are live from Studio Lumo SA, all thanks to our wonderful friends at Balfour's and Hyundai. Let's welcome the Rooch. Party people! Rooch, here he is. Rooch, here he is. Yes, a big shout out to all the party people from one of the biggest rages in the world, the Rooch. Hello, Roochie Rooch. Don't say that. That's not true at all. That's a myth. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a myth, Kim. I Hello. I, I don't think it's even a myth, Rich. I don't think anyone envisages you being at a rage party. No. Not at all. Not in the mosh pit. Nothing no. like that at all. Have you ever been in a mosh pit? I wouldn't even consider it, let alone try to even imagine it. I was hosting the Kangaroo Island Cup many years ago, back when oh, I was doing mixed breakfast. Goodness. They had a big street party and a live band yes. and a mosh pit. And all of a sudden, this group of guys who were up and about, yes. just grabbed me like I was a feather and they just started throwing me around the dance floor. It was the most wonderful feeling ever. Oh, very nice. It was very good. A little bit dangerous, eh? All right, we digress. Hey, um, did you have a good weekend? What, well, busy one. A lot of sport on. Heck of a lot of sport on. Did you do anything socially? Uh, no, I didn't. Seriously, I didn't. I did a bit of work, a bit I, of... I didn't doubt no. it, Roach. I didn't, no. I didn't question it. no. Is busy doing sport. I watched a lot of sport as well because there's plenty to watch at the moment. I hosted a race day for the Romeo Retail Group down on Cox Plate Day. Right. A wonderful race that was. The yeah. greatest two minutes in sport, many say. And what, it was, would, what? what else would we have in the field? Best two minutes of sport. Well, that's a genuine saying. Uh, yeah. that, uh, that said might be an industry saying, but uh, many Sporting people okay. regard it as the best two minutes in sport. Did you do a sweepstake at the event? No, we didn't, oh, Rooch. We okay. let people do their own thing. But right. uh, the favourite Animo won it from the coming stable, and it's a wonderful horse. All right, coming up today, we've got plenty to get through, Rooch. At four o'clock, he's finally returned a phone call. Last time we had him on the show was three years ago. Good friend of ours, too. Three years? I think it is. I think it is. Time does fly, doesn't it? Yeah, did a game over in Perth with him. David King is joining us from Fox Footy to talk about the appointment of Ross Lyon. Well, we knew it was coming, didn't we? Yeah, it happened at one o'clock today. We weren't surprised. No. Now we await to see the team he builds around him and then to see the results because he takes over 
St Kilda in a different position than the one he had the first time round, doesn't he? Definitely. Four-year mm. four deal. We'll flesh that out very shortly. We'll hear from Ross and all associated with that decision. At 4.35, we're going to talk cricket, the ICC World Cup well and truly underway. They're saying last night's game at the MCG, 90,000 fans there between India and Pakistan, the greatest T20 game ever. And when Dave Grohl joins us, at so what time's Dave Grohl coming on? At uh, 4.35, Rich, something I said 20 seconds ago. Yes. Well, <laughs> listening to his uh, review with Jared Waitley and Chuck Berry, because yes. the, uh, they do a, a video for our Twitter account, his remarks about seeing, because this is something you don't see on the subcontinent, but when you get India and Pakistan fans together, as mm. they did at the MCG, it was a great sight, a great sight. The noise, Kim. And a little bit of controversy as well. well there's with always catches. controversy in Weren't they catches? So the man we call Dave Grohl, because he's a Dave Grohl lookalike yes. from the Fooies, Barat. the Foo Fighters, Barat, Barat Sundarasan will join us, and Rooch. Oh, oh, no, hang on. You're not getting away with it that easy. You put the curse on the Aussies. I did. And they completely, completely collapsed against New Zealand. In the Thursday night, in our Thursday forecast... Why couldn't you be picked on someone else? I felt it in my bones, Roach. Really? Yeah, I did. 89 uh, run flogging. So they've got to win every game now. Yeah. They're through. So next one's in Perth. We'll talk to Barat about that. Uh, Some great footy on the weekend in the AFLW as well at 5 o'clock. And controversy. Yeah, a little bit uh, in your game, Roach. Or is it? (laughs) Yeah, well, the AFL's determined that the goal umpire and the field umpire made the correct decision in saying that the ball that was kicked by Gemma Houghton mm-hmm. to win the game for Port Adelaide hit the post, but we can't find any video, not even the behind-the-goal video that Rich, confirms it. you were sitting on your couch seven, 700 k's away <laughs> and you're trying to make a controversy out of this one. Well, is that really I mean, poor, it's, a poor, it? it's a poor angle. I, it was very hard to tell. Hard to tell. I thought... Just watching it, I thought, oh, that's got over the back. It's gone through. Well, we saw a gap between post and ball, didn't we? Well, I was nearly going did. to say the BS, Rich. How could you tell from that? Well, again, this comes down to the old issue about what camera angles you get. Yeah. Look, just watching it, I thought, oh, that's, that's a sort of cleared the pack. That's That's gone yeah. through inside yeah, the goal post. But I could not tell. I agree with you. At all. Anyway, the AFL's confirmed. Mm. The decision by the goal umpire and the field umpire who were there on the mm. spot has hit the post. And the reason it's a big deal is um, the Port Girls lost by two points, so mm. that would have mean a, meant a four-point victory. But there wasn't a lot of um, gesticulation or questioning of the rule at the time, and there were the decision, and there were two umpires there. The Port Girls celebrated in the goal square, but that was mm. that. Uh, Neve Kelly will join us. Now, Neve has been recruited from the West Coast Eagles, uh, an Irish girl, uh, all 27 years of age, Irish woman. Uh, gives a little bit of leg speed to Adelaide. Now, she was the young lady, Roach, in round two, I think, that desperately applied yes. a tackle to save a game and dislocated yep. her shoulder. She kicked the winning goal in a great game Friday night when the Crows defeated the Cats by two points. So, Neve will be joining us. And I've got to tell you, Roach... We'll probably touch on it later. Mm. Her name is Neve Kelly, but Neve is spelt N-I-A-M-H. Yes. Gaelic spelling yeah. of her name. Now, you have done your crystal ball. Last week you said Adelaide will finish third, and they probably will. But if you were to do rankings, not just positions on the table as to who's the front runner, Brisbane, still number one, yes. correct? Yep. Melbourne, two? Mm, mm. Line ball with okay. Adelaide. All right. Yep. 
Uh, without Chelsea Randall, maybe mm, Melbourne. Maybe not. Yep. Yeah. And the interesting one will be who gets fourth spot. Will it be Collingwood or will it be Richmond? There's, Richmond's flying. Well, there's a lot of sides that are really improved, Rich. We'll touch on this shortly. We want to get into Rossi. But um, Collingwood have just slowed up a little bit, but they're still at seven and two, and they're sitting in fifth place. North Melbourne's a good side. You've got yep. the Cats, you've got the Bulldogs. And uh, hopeful are the Gold Coast of sneaking in. Uh, I don't uh, think it's going to happen, though. So I think still the a bit eight... of doubt about where these finals are going to be played, Kim. Uh, I heard on... Friday, I always get Mark Evans and uh, Greg Swan. Greg Swan. Brisbane. Greg Swan from Brisbane believes that. Uh, <laughs> yes, the Gabba. The Gabba. Has yeah. he spoken to the curator? Because remember, the curator kicked them off last time. Well, he did, but they're going to get a far bigger crowd than what they'll get for a Sheffield oh, Shield crowd. So yeah. they are hopeful oh. that they'll be played there. This would be this would be some achievement if they beat the curator at the Gabba. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's like. jump into it, Reach, yes. Reach, Reach. It's three uh, forty-one. We're live and interactive. If you've got a text. An opinion, send it through, 0427-154-166. We need to do a quick couple around the grounds before we get into Ross Lyon. Yes. There was a significant announcement from the Adelaide Crows today. This is huge. Two years ago, we interviewed Alan Stewart, who I regard as one of the wisest men in football. Yep. We talked about the rebuild at Adelaide, and I asked him if he was still in a position of power at Adelaide, what would be the things on his whiteboard? One of them was, as soon as Shane Edwards retires at Richmond, which he has done after 303 games... It would be an immediate phone call. We have a job for you. And even before he retires, I'd be ringing him, Alan Stewart said. Well, he has actually seen his wish answered by the current administration at Adelaide because Shane Edwards will be an Indigenous player development manager at Adelaide and part of the recruiting team at Adelaide. Now, he's been involved with recruiting for the past three or four seasons at Richmond. Yep. So For doing an apprenticeship. A lot of his... um, Resume beyond, you know, the 303 games, the premierships, the All-Australian, the first Indigenous Richmond player to reach 300-game miles. That's great on his resume, and you you applaud everything he's achieved. But the stuff that you hear about his readiness and his capabilities in a football admin, football department, tells you Adelaide's made a great gain here. Yeah, Alan Stewart would be, if he could get champagne bottles because of his health and all that, he would be popping corks everywhere. Well, can, Finally, this one he, is happening. He can buy the grog for other people, Roach. We'll okay. knock it, we'll knock right it off. Uh, so that's a big tick for the Adelaide Huge. Crows. You can have your say on that. Send us a text or give us a call. I said we're having a chat to an Irish woman after 5 o'clock, Neve Kelly. There was good news for an Irish man today. Well, Zach Tui, who has certainly made the right move in joining Geelong, gets a one-year contract extension, 32 years of age. He has finished this season one that's just been played on his 250th game milestone. But I have an issue with this now. Do you? Yes, because he's going to need to retire mid-season. Well, Zach too, he's got 250. The most AFL games by an Irishman is Jim Steins, the late Jimmy, Mm -hmm. at 264. Now, this is like Bradman. You can't go past Bradman's record, even though they did in the end. Remember, Tubby Taylor? Taylor, He retired on the same figure. Can't do, can't go past Bradman. So... On his 13th game at Geelong, Zach Tui either retires or becomes an Australian citizen. No, you've been on the grapper. Oh, well, I don't no, want Jim Steins to lose his place. Records are made to be broken. I understand that, but it's Jim Steins. He's a great ambassador for the game. It's Jimmy Steins. Yep. So if there's, they're 13 and zip and going into another final <laughs> series, hang up the boot. You're, you're a, well, become an Australian. Do a Mason Cox. Go get yourself naturalised as an Australian. We won't say you're Irish anymore. 
We're going to get you married, Rich, or something. You're, you're getting well, I'm too just ab- trying to protect Jim Stein's status. In you're the too game. obscure. Hey, a Texas come through. Big breaking news. Yes. Uh, Ross Lyon has been sacked. Oh no! Uh, boom, no, boom! No, very, no. very, very funny. Um, all right, let's get into Rossi Lyon. We've given you the updates of what's happening around the place. We'll talk about the 36ers as well a little bit later. But uh, Ross Lyon was officially appointed as St Kilda captain today. Captain. Uh, oh, coach. Captain. Yeah, he's playing wow. a game. You heard it first here. <laughs> wow. Shut up. Um, he opened uh, with a statement. Oh, no, no, with a statement. Right. It goes for a minute 56. Uh, let's hear his opening statement. It's a privilege to be back as senior coach at the St Kilda Football Club. Uh, once this opportunity started to open up, I reflected on the special bonds and friendships I have with past players and staff that I've maintained since 2007 and my departure. I presented to the board and I got very emotional. When I left, I, I dropped an iron curtain. And when I when I spoke about that moment and and how I felt about St Kilda, I, I did get very, very emotional and it sort of unleashed a lot of memories. There was a lot of highs and a lot of lows, but it sort of really validated how I felt about the club, if there was any doubt. Um, We all know, and I look around the room, it's quite daunting, but AFL coaching is incredibly challenging. It takes you to places sometimes men or women shouldn't go, but I'm really up for the fight. I feel like I'm ready to take the emotional risk to give everything without any guarantee. And that guarantees you your best chance. And that's exactly the message to my players. So I certainly needed to be in that headspace, which then drives your work ethic and your desire and your willpower to, to deliver and work hard. Um, this has been no certainty. It's been a challenging week for both parties. Um, it's been challenging in the right way. We've gone through philosophies, vision for the club, um, what you see the important pillars are. And at the end of it, I come out with really strong trust with Andrew and Simon and and Jeff Walsh. In particular, his appointment was critical in me actually getting across the line because that then delivers the four pillars that you need for success, which is a strong president, CEO, experienced football GM in Jeff Walsh, which is that. And and I think I'm clearly the last piece in that. Um, so I, I'm happy to take questions, but that's in a nutshell. Oh, there's some interesting pieces that he still needs to resolve there at St Kilda, his coaching staff, what will be his recruiting staff. We heard where Grant Thomas certainly made it very clear that that needs to be done. Our own Matt Rendell's noted what St Kilda needs because they're in that no-man zone, Kim. They're finishing 9th, 10th, 11th. They're not going to bottom out, are they? Ross is not going to go backwards before he goes forwards. He needs to get results. I don't think he can afford to. He's only got four years, which yeah. is a a healthy term. Yeah. Sometimes you may have to take a step backwards to go forwards, but uh, it wouldn't want to be a significant one. He played the uh, the uh, the old uh, I'm a good guy card too. Went for the uh, the emotional side of it. <laughs> so. If he wasn't the certainty, as he said, who was second in line? Well, let's just go through it chronologically. As the uh, mm. questions were presented to Ross, he was asked uh, when he was first approached. Well, two things. Andrew contacted me after the Thursday night, which he spoke to, post the review. Um, for a long time, there's been St Kilda. Even when I was coaching at Fremantle, there was all that noise about me coming back to St Kilda. There's a lot of influential families around St Kilda that I do have relationships with that always spoke about the romance. It was never on my radar. 
And there was one contact where I said, let's make this very clear. I'll never, because I did learn. Did I make mistakes? No, I think I was walked into something that really was unpalatable in the end for all parties. So it was very clear that I would enter no discussions. And the words I use are a bit stronger than that, why you had a senior coach. And, and at that time, and that was a long period ago, that I, I emotionally, the, the percentage chance of me coaching again was because I was very satisfied in the commercial world and, and really enjoying the media and the, and the team within that media and property. So, um, yeah, I, I sit here really clear and I think you can probe and all those things, but that should make it really clear from my end where I sat. All right, the obvious follow-up question was what changed his mind to return to coaching? And look, I hate to use the name, but I'm going to use it because he's got the most credential in the AFL, which is Lee Matthews. He rang me during the week, out of the blue, unsolicited, and he just, how are you? And he understands it. And I said, you know, shared a little bit. And he said, you don't wake up one day and think, I want to coach AFL football. Because when you've been through it, you know the highs and you know the lows, you know the challenges, you know the hot seat you're in and you know the expectation. You actually need to be taken along a journey with the people that want to employ you and convince you that all the pillars are there so then you'll take that emotional risk. And, and that's really what happened with me, to be truthful. All righty, we'll go to a break. There's still plenty of Ross to go. Uh, the big question, will he be different this time around? He answers that one. Uh, he has a message for the members. Simon Lethleen, mm. the football manager, the footy boss, was, Chief asked, executive now. Yeah, well, was asked a curly one about Ross's past and... Um, and to which Ross can't answer because of a confidentiality agreement, but yeah. it was important that St Kilda dealt with the issue of Ross's past at Fremantle. Yeah, an alleged harassment uh, settlement yep. situation. And we'll also hear from the President. That's all coming up next. We're live and interactive. Plenty of texts coming through. We'll get to those as quickly as we can. We're here thanks to Balfour's. Uh, Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the others. Balfour's are for the game. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. 3.56, thank you for your company, The Run Home. Thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. And the Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel, it is in stock now. David King coming up at 4 o'clock to talk about the appointment of Rossi Lyon. Barat Sundarasan to talk cricket. And Neve Kelly from the Adelaide Crows AFLW program, the Irish woman, looking forward to chatting to her. All right, let's go back to the press conference after the announcement today. Ross Lyon was asked if he thinks he'll be different as a coach this time around. Yeah, well, look, at risk of repeating myself, I want to prove blank canvas, people, bring people on the journey, be in the weeds list, rely on people, you know, build the... Look, I always had strong relationships. I think that what I was behind closed doors, I think I've got more capacity to show you guys on the other side. To be honest, I dropped the curtain. I was very protective of my players in the club, and, and that, you know... Some, look, I don't regret that, but... I think you can see the other side a bit more. The softer side, the bit that we've seen as a Channel 9 and Triple M commentator route. Beyond that, every coach ultimately decides how he wants his team to play. Whether he's got the players to play it or not, he's got a game plan. We have a definition of Ross being a defensive coach. Do you see that 
continuing, Kim? Or do you see a different style? Oh, I think you're definitely more attacking. You have to be nowadays with yep. the rule changes that have been implemented since he last coached. Yep. Roach, you touched on this when his name was being thrown around for the, by the Carlton Football Club. And one of the reasons that didn't progress was become a, some, because of some of the alleged past history that Ross had been involved in. There was a harassment settlement. I think that's the correct way to... Probably, yeah. Uh, there's a confidential agreement that doesn't allow Ross to speak, but it certainly was an issue that had to be brought up at St Kilda because it stopped Collingwood, it stopped Carlton, but it certainly didn't stop St Kilda from pushing ahead with Ross Long. And by all reports, North Melbourne were comfortable going ahead with Ross if Alistair Clarkson mm, had said no. Simon Lethleen, the new CEO, was asked about these ac- accusations and the, the settlement. Oh, Ross and I had lots of conversations about lots of stuff. I mean, we've got full trust and faith in Ross, support his family. The AFL looking at that matter at the time and, and we're quite comfortable as well. So we go forward with strong faith and trust in Ross and look forward to working with him. And they weren't going to say anything different from that, but no. uh, the journos that were there, uh, they did need to ask that question. I haven't heard the answer to this one. Uh, this is a, a good question. I'm not sure what the answer is. But President Andrew Bassett was asked if they would have sacked Brett Ratton if Ross Lyon was not available. Look, yeah, it's a, it's a fair question. The truth is that we really felt that the we really put our mind into this Brett going to take us forward as a coach, and we really try to isolate the two decisions. And yeah, I think unfortunately it just brought the right call for the football club as hard as it was. Um, we did the work, we spent the time in terms of what we needed, and it was nothing to do with Brett's character at all. It was nothing to do with Brett's desire to change to be the best coach he could be. He threw his heart and soul into it. We just didn't feel he was the right fit for what we needed going forward. It wouldn't be fair to Brett or our football club to go ahead and therefore the right thing to do on behalf of the club was heartbreak as well to make the change. So I think that we were independent decisions, yes. And, Rooch, I believe that Brett Ratton, even two weeks after the announcement and being told the news, is still in a total spin and disbelief as to what's happened. Yeah, well, I can tell you that firsthand. You've spoken he, to yeah, him? Yeah, he's yep. still trying to work through it. But nothing... Nothing's going to change. That's it. Mm. Decisions being made. He he needs to work out the whys, but that's not going to change anything. Now, we've seen two really bad moments for coaches this year. Ben Rutten, that was terrible, particularly yep. when you then get Dodgy. your fingers on the review, which says the issue wasn't the coach, but a lot of other things at Essendon. So Ben Rutten was poorly treated. And Brett Rutten's in the same mould. Now, just for absolute clarity, uh, the President, Andrew Bassett, was asked if anyone else was interviewed for the job. Oh, we, look, we checked. We don't want to get into details in relation to other coaches. I mean, there were contingencies if Ross didn't work out, but no, no one else was interviewed, correct? Well, the contingency mm-hmm. would have been Luke Beveridge that we touched on yep. a week no or doubt. so ago, a couple of weeks ago. Then where would you go? If I was, as I said last week, if I was Adam Uze, I'd say get stuffed. Yeah, well, if would they, they wanted, had to go if, to a Don Pike? Well, they would have wanted someone of their own cloth, so to speak. Mm. So that's why it makes Luke Beveridge the instant sort of phone call yeah. you make. Not much after that, Kim, unless you look at a Robert Harvey. But he doesn't have he doesn't have senior AFL experience, but he does have a lot of experience under in he underneath the But I think coach. it would have been same same as uh, Brett Ratton. So anyway, they knew they had their man as to when they knew that. Well, do, you, do you genuinely believe they didn't think of Ross until they made the decision on Brett? I'm not going to call anyone a liar, Rich. What no, I'm going what, to do what's is... What's your gut feel on that? My gut feel is that we'll go to the news because then uh, you can ask that question to David King and right, he, he can yes. hang himself okay. because Kingy's coming up next. <laughs>
Three minutes past four on a beautiful Monday afternoon. Kimbo on the Roach with you. We're live from Studio Lumo SA. Thanks to our great friends at Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Just a reminder, coming up, uh, Barat Sundarasan to talk a little bit of cricket at 4.35. And Neve Kelly from the AFLW Crows lineup kicked the winning goal last Friday night. But talking of friends, Roach... I'm not sure if our next guest is. We've been trying to get him back on. He hasn't been on for three years. I we love him, him dearly. I call him We miss friend. him. Yeah, you're a soft touch and you don't have many friends, so you take them all. David King from Fox Footy joins us now. Hello, Kingy. <laughs> G'day, boys. How are we? Long time no chat, Kingy. Well, speak for yourself. Yeah, there's been a lot going on, hasn't there? Uh, you blokes are too busy. You just you drop off real quick. Your mates once upon a time and... You turn, you've just turned on me. Don't call me anymore. I've missed you. Oh, no, King. <laughs> Come on. Hey, we appreciate you jumping on. There's a bit hanging. You're right at the coalface. Uh, no one really surprised about the announcement today of Rossi Lyon. Firstly, what do you think about the appointment as he, in terms of him coaching again? Well, I think it's the right call. I think that as soon as the St Kilda hierarchy felt that Brett Ratton wasn't the man to take him to that next premiership, they, they made a brutal uh, call, but probably the right call. I mean, they've got a guy that I think has been one of the best coaches in the AFL uh, across the last two decades. We know what he stands for. We know what, what he, he expects from his players, uh, whether they be stars or role players, whether they be developing or, or, or leadership material. And I think it's exciting for St Kilda fans to, to, to now have some consistency uh, of application week to week. Um, and I think you'll see St Kilda's fortunes turn over the next two to three years. So, David, how does he do this, Ross Lyon? It's the second time around and the group is very, very different to the one where he had outstanding players when you have a Nick Revolt and company in that original squad he had that gets to a grand final and draws. How does he do it the second time around? Well, it's not going to be easy. It never is. I think what your first decision, Roots, is, is not not to try and marry up too much of the talent just just at the minute. Yeah. Um, if if all talent at each club was exactly the same, so we had eighteen groups of players mm. that were exactly identical, where would Ross Lyon be taken in selecting one to eighteen coaches? Would you, be, you know, where would you take him? Would you take Chris Scott first? Would you take Alistair Clarkson after that? Would you? Where would Ross Lyon be in your pecking order? Well, on his if record, all talent he, was even on his record at the moment, he'd probably be fourth. Yeah, well, he'd be, I mean, this this is why I think St Kilda have done the right thing. The, the, the man sitting on the sidelines, clearly, we know his credentials, mm. um, and I think that the talent, the talent challenge now for St Kilda is to, mm. is to arm him better than they did Brett Ratton, and that's 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 a problem that they haven't solved necessarily today. But I think a good structure. A simplified plan, discipline, uh, role players, everyone knowing what needs to, to happen. You get that consistency of effort. Uh, you get you get not in-game consistency, but week-to-week consistency. And at least then you get to see what this talent can do. I still don't think we've seen the best of St Kilda's talent at the moment, but they're, they're well short of what I would say is a premiership credentialed list. But that's their challenge over the next 12 to 24 months. Now, Rossi's name has come up with Carlton Essendon and Collingwood. And uh, if you believe the noise, um, his reputation had been somewhat tarnished by an alleged harassment settlement. And there's a confidentiality agreement. Uh, Simon Lethleen was asked about that today. You're in Melbourne. Is, is that true that Carlton weren't interested because of what allegedly has or hasn't happened with Ross? Um, well, we don't... To, 
I'm speaking without the, the full information, really, and I don't think any of us have got the full information. I, I think all you do is every coach is not for every club. You know, what, what are you seeking? What are you looking for? They've got a great relationship, St Kilda and Ross Lyon. The people in, in, in the, the, the offices of power there know Ross you know, over the last 15 to 20 years. We know who he is. Okay, it's not for Carlton. That's their choice, and they'd be more than happy to be where they are right now with Michael Voss steering the ship there. But, you know, I, I just keep coming back to, to knowing what you're going to get from Ross Lyon. These are big businesses. They're turning over $60, $70, $80 million a year. You need to make sure that the guy in the pilot seat is taking to the promised land. Are you talking of guys being in the pilot seat, Brad Scott's at Essendon. How's your relationship with him now? Did you bury the hatchet, you two, or will we see him trying to run through you on the ground again? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, I think it's fair to say we're not mates, but um, yep. I think that's okay. I think that, you know, I've only ever talked about uh, the game. You know, I, I, it's not necessarily personal. It's just we we don't see eye to eye in, in, in uh, the way that he sort of steered the kangaroos in the last three to four mm. years. He 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 clearly doesn't like me, and I'm I'm not really worried about that. I'm not worried by that. My, my role is to talk about performance. Um, it'll be a fascinating watch. I'm looking forward to putting my hand up to be on the boundary line uh, for that first <laughs> Essendon North Melbourne game. That'll be a, a ripper. I might have to put the mouth guard in roots. I reckon. Oh dear! And I didn't bring that up just to be a smarty pants. I, I bring it up <laughs> because Ross has been known to get a bit bristly and upset a lot of people over the journey when he was coach. He was quite combative at media conferences. Do you think we'll see a more mellow Ross now? I think what you, we get. See, we've, we've spent a lot of time with Ross with Fox Footy, and I tell you what, he is. He'll grab a microphone, he'll come on, he won't give you standard answers, he'll entertain, he'll put some theatre into the to the to the sport, but then again he'll let you in behind the scenes a little bit as to what the tactics are for the day or who's under pressure or how they're going to win or what the biggest threats are. I, I love Ross Lyon as a media performer for our code, um, mm. but again, at the end of the day, what was the Al Davis is saying? Just win, baby. I mean, nothing yeah. rings truer than that. If you win, you're, you're, you're a star. And if you lose, you're an also-win. David, St Kilda says sacking Brett Ratton, appointing Ross Lyon were independently, exclusively, mutually exclusive decisions. Can that be? Was the spectre of Ross Lyon always overhanging Brett Ratton? Um, you know what? I, I, I think they made the decision that Brett Ratton wasn't going to be the man, the guy that was going to take them to that next premiership. They're hard to win. As soon as you make that decision, you've got to rip the Band-Aid off. Mm. As brutal as it is, he's not our man. Let's not waste one more minute uh, of each other's time. Let's just get on with it. And then you take, okay, who is the best available? And clearly that was Ross Lyon. So what changed in 93 days of hiring Brett Ratton onto an extended contract to then sacking him? 93 days. Yeah. Well, I was surprised. I, I, I always said that uh, they had a game plan that I thought was fraudulent. Yeah. Uh, it involved a lot of guys getting forward of the footy for them to score, which doesn't work in finals. Which has we been a knock on Brett for some time, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. And, you know, when, when that's not quite right and the list is not quite good enough to, yeah. to, to deliver around the edges or cover the shortcomings then I think all, all warts get exposed. Yeah. Um, and that's, there's no shame in not being the absolute pointy-end coach in, in the AFL cycle at the moment. You throw your hat in the ring, you have a go, and if it doesn't work out, you dust yourself off and go again. 
But look at look at the coaches that have been reappointed this year. You, you've got Clarkson back at the Kangaroos. Brad Scott, after an absence, going to the AFL, now back uh, at Essendon. Obviously, Ross Lyon, after an absence, back. You know, who's to say that uh, Rats wouldn't get another look in? He, he has had two. Um, but they're very, very difficult jobs to get. And, and you, need, you need a couple of people, I think, behind the scenes fighting for you. And Ross clearly had that at St Kilda. All right, Kingy. So that's a tick for Ross Lyon. We're going to take advantage of having you. We love your list analysis. We've just gone through the trade period. Your top three performing clubs during the trade. And a quick comment on Port and the Crows, if they're not in the top three. Yeah, I think uh, Brisbane did really well. They're, they're a club mm. that don't want for a lot. So to get the extra midfielder in, in Dunkley, I think a massive acquisition for them. I think that they'll, you know, they'll scoop the pool there. Clearly, Port did very well. I mean, Rioli, I really like him as a specialist half forward. You know, Jason Horn Francis coming home is going to be, you know, going to be a star in the future. We, we all accept that. We, we know that. Um, I was probably disappointed they didn't get Radigalia over the line. Yeah. I think that he's one that really yeah. could have. You know, play a little bit of centre-half back or even ruck uh, in the way that Reece Stanley played for Geelong over the last uh, 12 months. Uh, so they, they did, did really well. It's sort of hard to go past Geelong. I mean, they just yeah. they just find a way to land themselves pick seven after, <laughs> you know, some wheeling and dealing and getting some youngsters in and Bruin and um, and, and obviously uh, Bose as part of that, uh, that pick seven trade. So they're just so smart. The, the better clubs are at the top of the tree for a reason. Uh, they're able to acquire talent and, and do things, you know, just, just beat you cold in negotiations. Are you okay with the salary dumps? Mm. Not really. No, mm. I, don't, I don't think that that's... Uh, I've got a belief that whatever you sign your talent for at that particular time should stay on your books. So that, that's, that forces salary cap squeeze yep. to, to each and every football club. So if you want to purge that player, well, that money... Uh, then just just holds. You can't renegotiate. You can't you know, siphon money down the road. Um, you, yeah. you just have to you have to acquire that player and, and that as part of your cap. But we're becoming very American very quickly. David, who's going to take over from Brad Scott at AFL House? And can you see them getting rid of Steve Hocking and Brad's rules to get us back to where we were? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you like the rules? Well, there's some of them we do not like, David. Well, and well, the stand rule that turns a player into a statue is... Oh, the stand oh, rule, no, surely not. I was nearly going to say, why don't you put your hand up instead of being in the media where it's all fun and no responsibility. But... <laughs> <laughs> the I'm not going to take rule, the pay cut. You would have hated no, the stand rule, David. It turns it you into a statue. Yeah, it's terrible. I like the stand rule. Because why? It, it, um, because it, it, it takes away the first point of defence. So we, we have to take, we have to put attack back to the forefront of our competition, and allow flow in the game. The You're game has never flowed as much as what it has right now for the last ten to twelve years. You would have never have coped with the stand rule. No, terrible. No, I, I can't stand still as it is. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I just think that I think it was a, a, a great way. And, and whilst it looks a little bit silly, and we're still adjusting to it, really, we, we, we come out with this absolute zero tolerance there at the start, which was overs. They relaxed it a little bit as the, as the year went on. I, I think they got a really good balance towards the back half of the year and, and players adjusted and clubs adjusted. 
Um, give, give it a chance. Just give it a little bit of a chance. I thought we had a, a great season and a great final series. It's not all doom and gloom, boys. No, it's not. But there was about as much logic to that rule as the dissent interpretations <laughs> early in the year. They were bloody ridiculous. You are going well till the last minute and a half, so we're going to cut you <laughs> off now, Kingy. Uh, David, thank you for jumping on. We do appreciate it. We know how busy you are, and hopefully we can chat again. Give us a yell whenever you like, boys. Great to hear Thanks, from you. David. Keep that recording. David King, he's an absolute he ripper from Fox Footy. I can't believe that, Rich. We should have cut him off. That was a classic example of one question, too many. Uh, significant day, I'm though. Glad I asked, though. Yeah, so am I. Significant day for the St Kilda Footy Club. Yep. So they've been waiting way too long, 1966. So we hope everything mm. goes well for let's them. Let's see. All right, let's go to a break. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Nearly 4.21. We're live from Studio Lumo SA. Good chat with David King. I enjoyed that. You don't have to agree with everyone. That's the beauty of our sport, Roots. Chris from Wallway doesn't agree. He's sent through a text. He said, read the stand rule. It only works if the kicker is made to be over the mark. It was poorly enforced. It's a lot of it that's poorly enforced. I agree. I don't, I don't like it. It's akin to cheating. So what you do next, you take a mark 45 out and you might as well say, oh, we're going to bring you in five metres closer because we want more goals scored. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, exactly. Roach. Yes. Last Thursday, because we're Monday to Thursday now, until we go on Hollies on December the 1st, the Sydney Kings owner, Paul Smith, he's a larger-than-life character, yes, isn't he? he is and which indeed. is good. A lot of this Light was tongue-in-cheek. Yes. Yeah, cheek. Um, he was uh, really having a crack at uh, the Adelaide 36ers. So he led with the lip? What happened to his lip by the end of the game with the Sixers? Well, let's go back to what he actually said about the Adelaide 36ers the day before taking on the Sydney Kings. These Adelaide 36, mate, they dead set think they're the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> they are talking themselves up so hard. Look, we're scared. We're, look, I can assure you we're frightened. We can't sleep. I can't sleep. I'm that nervous. And I'm glad we're seeing them recover a little bit from their trip to the States because I'd hate to have played them and kicked their, kicked their asses. <laughs> so in case you didn't hear what happened on Friday night, uh, playing away, the Adelaide 36ers got up by four points. And uh, Paul Smith ends up with a bit of googie egg on his face. What will he say when the rematch is on? Just say nothing, will he? Well, that, that'll be here. Yeah, but will he'll he say run. anything. Well, no, I think he'll pat up again. He's a very confident gentleman. Well, I know Grant Kelly won't say anything. No, we'll just take the high road and yeah. hopefully we'll get a damn big crowd. Hope you're right. Just quickly talking of big crowds, if you want to go and watch the 36ers, they're up and about after dropping the first game of the season uh, to the Jack Jumpers. Uh, this Friday night at the Entertainment Centre. The Sixers take on the New Zealand Breakers. Get there if you can. It is a great night's entertainment. We have to go to another break. Roach, uh, just a reminder, Bharat Sundarasan to talk cricket after 4.30. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roach. Nearly 4.28, we're here thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. We'll get to some of your texts very, very shortly. Bharat Sundarasan, uh, we'll do him around 4.50 now. He's just landed. He's sitting in the plane on a tarmac. Oh. After five, we're having a chat to Neve Kelly, Adelaide Crows AFLW recruit from the West Coast Eagles, but originally from Ireland and has a very 
thick Irish accent. Hey, there's a cricket game going on, Roach. There's cricket games everywhere. We've got one at Karen Rolton Oval. The Strikers are taking on the Renegades in the WBBL. Yeah, I, I would dare say the Strikers are glad they won the toss and decided to bowl first. Because if you went past Karen Rolton yesterday, they had the covers on. It would have been a bit of sweat with mm. all the conditions there were. Great decision. Melbourne was four for 22. Finishes at 101 with one ball to spare. J- Amanda Jade Wellington, five for eight. Not nice figures. Five for eight, Kim. You'll take that. Wow. So, so we're in the break? In the break. So it'll be interesting what that deck does for Melbourne against the Strikers. But 101 is the chase. They've got the runs on the board. As they say, they count a lot when they're on the board. If you're uh, knocking off work and you go home that way, pop down there and have a look. It might be very entertaining. Let's hope the girls get the points there. Stack of text coming through. Rooch, this one's from Blake, our good friend. What have I done now? Blake, No, it's me. It's me this time. Hi, Kimbo and Rooch. Contrary to whatever Kimbo might have heard at a recent Roo barbecue, well, that's a fallacy, Blake. Surely the Crows are building the points required to nab Max Michelani as a father-son at the draft after their pick-swapping trade lodged last week. That's from Blakey Boy. Blake, when I came back from the Melbourne Grand Final, I said categorically the Crows were not interested, and this was not from Mark Rusciuto, were not interested in Caleb Poulter, not because they don't think he has ability. The same applied to Jack Graham. And I did say there's still no absolute guarantee they'll have enough points to get Max Michelani. But it looks like they will. They wanted him. So a little play on words there, Blakey. You're being a little bit mischievous. Um, we need to get Bretton Phillips or whoever is in that field at the sample at the moment to tell us about Jim's son and what he has as his qualities. And we also need to find out, is there going to be a counter bid? Because it might not be relevant in the sense well, they've Rich, nominated. We're organising to have Stixie on later Would. this week. So there you go. All right. Uh, text coming through here. G'day, boys. Just tuned in. Have you talked about Gemma Houghton's goal that got hit, uh, that hit the Pokes, which clearly didn't? Sean from Craigmore. We have, Sean O. We've had a look at it. We looked at the different angle, which is inconclusive. Can't see anything. The AFL have investigated it and they said they are satisfied it hit the post. We couldn't tell from where we were. Appreciate that, though, Sean. All right, we'll take a break. Um, this is interesting, Rooch, as if we're not over this, but uh, Safe Work SA have come out and made some comments about the Crows training camp and how they were quoted or misquoted. Well, bear in, in mind there was a... We're going to do that, oh, Rooch. Okay. Well, well, we're going to the news, oh, aren't good. we? Okay. All right, concentrate. Yeah. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91